0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we look forward to and back on big games in the Scottish Premiership Celtic welcome Livingston tonight The last team outside Glasgow to get anything in the East End The lead sits at 6 points after Rangers score twice in the 95th and 97th minutes To win at Aberdeen And Derek McInnes is calling on his Kilmarnock players to improve their away form When they head to Motherwell on Friday I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight you have Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevans Well the Rangers manager Michael Beale Could not have been more honest About what went on at Petaudry last night 10 out of 10 for effort On behalf of his team But just 5 out of 10 for their performance Nevertheless It changes the entire dynamic At Celtic Park tonight As Ange Postacoglu's side Prepared to take on Livingston Ange wants Celtic to be scrutinised As a separate Entity Well they will tonight Because the 9 point lead Is now 6 The expectation is It will go back to 9 We'll find out If expectation Becomes reality Yeah I mean I think that uh, Celtic's form Has been outstanding And uh, particularly At Celtic Park So I don't think There'll be too many people uh, Have their Have their last pound On Livingston tonight Uh, Gordon uh, Fully expects Celtic To win the game Uh, Although I think Livingston have had A magnificent season But last night's game Was full of drama Full of excitement Unless of course You're Jim Goodwin Absolutely Now in any other industry Things are winding down At this time of year They're calming down They're getting quieter Not in Scottish football Because there was That end to the game At Petaudry last night And we want to know What you made of it 0141 951 1025 And we've got a big game tonight At Celtic Park As well And two more to squeeze in Before the big day as well 0141 951 1025 So do not hang around Please get in touch If you're a Rangers fan or you're an Aberdeen fan You simply must have something on your mind After last night It was that type of evening So please share it right here uh, And let's do the traditional Big game build up With you Celtic fans And Livy fans Are you heading along tonight? Let's hear from you How do you feel it's going to go? Uh, Celtic fans If these things were played on paper Then no one would give, give Livingston a chance tonight But uh, Are they still one of those teams That can just maybe surprise everyone uh, Every now and then 0141 951 102 Five. Now whilst you get your calls in Because we're going to have to spin a number of plates tonight Let's go to Celtic Park nice and early uh, And get the build up with Andrew McLean Yeah well I was covering Celtic's win over Aberdeen at Petaudry on Saturday I'm not sure many people will be clamouring to watch that back The full 90 minutes anyway Because it wasn't a classic But they had to just keep on probing until they got that breakthrough in the 87th minute And you'd think Celtic will need to do the same again tonight David Martindale making no secret in the build up to this That he feels they'll have the best chance of leaving here with something If they try and sit in and frustrate Celtic It worked the last time they came here as well They held out held out for the full game It was a 0-0 draw in the end They did concede a penalty in injury time that Jorgos Jakimakis couldn't convert And they ended up leaving with a point Martindale would certainly take another game like that But Ange Postacoglu, he'll want to make sure the performance is good tonight and that the goals will follow from that. Sead Haksabanovic is back fit, so we could potentially see him from the start after he won the most recent Player of the Month award. And Callum McGregor, who played 90 minutes on his return from injury at the weekend, is surely a certainty to start again. David Martindale saying this week that he thinks McGregor is a top four to top six English Premier League player, so they'll be making sure not to give him any space around the box. I'll give you the full team news when it drops. 
39 days I think Since Celtic Played at home Hugh Evans, mm. It'll have felt like a, a long break They don't drop Many points there At no. all They certainly don't drop points uh, Often um, And as Andrew And I have alluded to You have to go way back To October last year um, When Celtic And Livingston Drew nil-nil Is that a, a reminder of the danger That can lie in wait Or is this Celtic team Different and, and better Since then uh, I think they've improved uh, I find it one of life's great mysteries Why Celtic find it so inordinately difficult To take care of Livingston There have been moments recently When they've gone to the Tony Macaroni And won convincingly But Davy Martindale to his credit And uh, Marvin Bartley and the players They make it very awkward for Celtic For all the talent that Celtic have in abundance Livingston are always a pest But the dynamic has changed because nine is now six on the back of the game at Pataudry. And Celtic don't want to compound the misery that the, fo- the supporters must have felt last night by dropping anything at home to Livingston. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, Celtic will be calm going into the game. I think a six point lead at this stage of the season with the game at home tonight, I think, is. Uh, an acceptable leader, more than acceptable leader if you're a Celtic fan and I think more than a comfortable leader. I think, uh, you know, at the start of the season, if you go to, towards Christmas and you've got that advantage, I think most fans would be very happy. And I think I said, you know, although Andrew was saying there it wasn't a classic game of Bittori, Celtic absolutely dominated the game from start to finish, uh, thoroughly deserved the three points and it was just a matter of time really before, um, you know, they got that winner. So at Celtic Park, the, the, the tempo is, is really high, the intensity is non stop uh, Livingston know they have to be switched on for every single second and even if they get to the dying minutes of the game Gordon they know that Celtic will still be searching for that winner so yeah I mean it's going to be a, a real test um, for David Martindale's side tonight and, but Celtic I think have got just too many options not to score tonight yeah Celtic fans if you're heading along tonight what are you anticipating give us a call you've certainly started getting over the at Livingston Hoodoo If there was one Away from home Two very convincing victories uh, In the last two trips there uh, As Andrew McLean said The last time the sides met In the East End of Glasgow It was a nil-nil um, But how do you feel This team is prepared tonight After that World Cup break 0141 Let's get some reaction then Whilst we're waiting on teams coming in From Celtic Park Let's get reaction from that game last night And what a game it was Aberdeen against Rangers Aberdeen 2-1 up In the 94th minute and, Or 94 and 30 odd <laughs> seconds on the clock 95th minute uh, And somehow Rangers A Scott Arfield double Winning it for Rangers Winning it for Michael Beale And cutting that gap at the top Here is what the Rangers manager uh, Had to say about it so We made the four subs We changed the way we were playing and ultimately it's come off tonight. So sometimes fortune favours the brave. I would probably say 10 out of 10 for character and mentality and 5 out of 10 for performance. We need to keep improving. Listen, I can't expect too much too soon. You know, we've probably had 10 or 12 sessions and we've come into two games against the team fourth in the league and the team third in the league away. I've come here many a time and played well and, and, and not come up with a result. So, listen, I, I thought it would have been harsh if we got beat. Naturally, I'm delighted we won and I'm sure that Jim is... Uh, is feeling sick tonight because I thought his team actually they actually performed well fair play to him right let's start looking back on it then 01419511025 Graham will kick things off 10 out of 10 uh, for the effort and 5 out of 10 for the the performance Graham does that just about sum it up ah, that's spot on mate I think 
absolutely. I thought some of the performance in that Rangers team were, I don't know what's happening. The boy stands at the back. I was going before about him. I know he's a, meant to be a midfield player, but a midfield player makes tackles and passes the ball. He can't even tackle and he can't pass. Shocking. And second goal, Ryan Jack's jogging behind the B boy who scores for, for about 40 yards out. So many performances were defensively. The excitement was brilliant and gone forward. We've done well, but defensively, it's really poor. Well, how would you sum it up last night, Hugh? Um, unprofessional on the path of Aberdeen. Uh, professional on the part of Rangers in so far as they kept going although Graham was unimpressed by Sands and anybody else they did keep going what I find inconceivable is that Aberdeen having conceded the equaliser and then having the opportunity to restart the game okay you're uh, very much disappointed that three points has turned into a share of the points but surely when you're restarting the game the professional thing to do is to get the ball as far away from your goal as possible and simply to play out time. They somehow found enough time to concede another goal. Naive, unprofessional, nothing to do with Rangers. They hung in and by hanging in, they have changed the whole dynamic at Celtic Park tonight. But everything for me is about January 2nd. The Rangers fans themselves say that the last two performances against Hibs and... Aberdeen have been papering over the cracks Fair enough There'll be no cracks to be papered over At Ibrox on the 2nd of January All of the stories will be told then And that's the match That will determine what the second half of the season looks like How would you sum it up Jim? The, the result is obviously good yeah. uh, The performance for Michael Beale And for Graham And I suspect others who, who are going to call in Not so good yeah, I mean, listen, as, as Michael Wee was a manager, the coach, he, he has got to look at performances. But the bottom line is, is, is I think Michael Wee will say this, Rangers have been to Petaudry several times under the Stephen Gerrard regime and under um, Giovanni Van Brockhorst and, you know, many managers previous to that as well and, and played pretty well and not come away with three points. So the most important thing was three points. I mean, the character shown to, to roll their sleeves up and not, not so much the equaliser because they're always going to say the equaliser it's more the winner for me because I think a lot of teams would have went well we've scored in the 95th minute that, that's a point we'll go back to the, yeah. down the road with the point but you've seen Arfield sprinting for the ball he was the one that was kind of pointing and kind of urging his team to try and get that winner so I, I think that you know that that's that these are qualities that um, you know are vital if you're going to make any challenge at all or any dent in, in the lead that Celtic have as far as James Sands is concerned, listen, James Sands is is not a centre-back. understand that. Um, he wouldn't be playing if Ben Davis or John Suter or Conor Ghost, I know he'd come in last night, but if all of these guys had been fit over the period of time, he's been thrust in at a time when there's been a number of Rangers players and a, a number of Rangers performances below par. And you always look for a fall guy, and he seems to be one of the one of the guys that, that, that are getting it. But yeah, I, I, I do agree that when they're all fit, he will become a squad player. Um, he's not a regular starter for Rangers, but that's not his fault. You know that that, that there are a variety of circumstances that have kind of forced Michael Beale's hand. The last thing I would say, Gordon, is um, Michael Beale's only been there a, a, a couple of weeks. You know, what I mean, he can't change everything mm-hmm. in such a short period of time. While he's trying to change it, the most important thing is he gets wins, and he said two wins. Back to back uh, Graham, Jim's given you some of the, the positives to take from last night Can you recognise any of them or, or are there just bigger concerns about the performances? Well, you can't go through the, 
Tim Sheen, uh, the result matters. But you go and put a performance in uh, against Celtic. You get murdered, mate. You need to up their performance and all. And the boy Sands, I wasn't talking about being out of position. I'm talking about the tackle. He put in the 50-50 tackle. He lost it. Then he got back to the boy and made that silly tackle. And before that, he passed it to another team player. His job, even as a midfielder, is win the ball and pass it. And he couldn't carry the end. I'm not just picking on him, but he just seems to be strong out for me every week. He's just, I don't know. But there's just to take with a good result. You know what I mean? Hugh, this just, look, it's clearly a different set of circumstances because it's a new manager, <laughs> in case anyone hadn't noticed. But th- th- these are the same types of calls we've had all-, all season, actually, from Rangers fans, where they're acknowledging on any given day when the result is, is good and is positive, but they also want it to be done in just a more comfortable uh, manner. And may- maybe particularly last night, because oh. it, sometimes it's good to be a bit below par and, and sneak something. But clearly for Graham and a lot of the Rangers fans, and Michael Beale, in fact, that performance was a lot below par. The only form of consolation I can offer to Graham and to anybody else is that under Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, Rangers would have lost 2-1 last night. At least Michael Beale has got something out of them. Uh, They came back from a ropey start against Hibs. They've come back from a pretty ropey game against Aberdeen and they have salvaged all three points. It's a tidy beginning from an untidy team. But that team will bear no resemblance to the one that starts next season for Rangers. They are they're improvising at the moment. But all that concerns Graham is the second of January. He, he, he put on he had a quadruple substitution last night. And, yeah. and fair play to him. Listen, it didn't always work and not all, not everything was perfect. And Michael Beale said that himself. He says, Listen, we need a wee break and he got a wee break and all these things. But well he's trying to, you know, get to you know know that the, the best uh, team that he can get out there and the best he can get out of his team. Yes, patching some again. Leon King was was missing as well, and you know you, you'll get you'll get players when they get everybody back available. Um, I, I think he is getting more of some of the players. There's still a few to come. I mean, obviously, um, you know that there are defensive frailties. There's no there's no doubt about it. He left Lundstrom out last night, who who was a bit of a surprise. Brought him back in again. Arfield was another one he brought back in, and I think those two in particular. Made a significant difference uh, if, in the final in the final twenty or twenty five minutes. If Aberdeen had won last night, this program this evening mm-hmm. would have been part carnival, part funeral, and now uh, we at least have theoretically the championship race back on. It's up to Celtic to up the ante again and put the points differential back up to nine tonight against Libby. Thank you, Graham. This is. David now in Barhead David perfectly planned um, I would like to pretend that was the case That Jim Duffy has introduced your point About the subs You can elaborate on it That's what you were on about You think they made a difference? Yes um, I feel that Leinster and Arfield Are both more direct I think for the, for the whole game In the last third We kind of flattered to deceive We kind of pranced about the edge of the box With nothing happening and, and I feel that Lundstrom pulls the strings better. He was passing the ball about more. And I feel he's just a running, running the box, box guy, getting the ball, and I'll, and I'll put it on target and try and get a goal. And I think we've got to admire that they, that they fought till the last minute. And you've, you've got to say, yeah, at, at 90 minutes, we, we weren't getting any points. And they fought for it. But I think 
those two players are a much more direct, which you need to be, and and they don't. We we got those. I think we got those the goals because those two were in the park. If those two weren't in the park, we were mm-hmm. going to lose two one. Yeah, Jim, it's, it's interesting because when the teams came out last night, I thought, okay, well, John Lundstrom tends to play these big games. Is this the first Michael Beale ism? Mm-hmm. Is, is he mm-hmm. the guy that? Isn't Michael Beale's cup of tea Because he wouldn't have been left out of that game Under the previous manager You know going back to last season um, I thought looking forward to seeing how that pans out But then If David Wright and he came on and made a difference Then I don't know Where does it go from here Yeah I mean again As a manager looking at his squad And he's maybe looking at the players He's got another game coming up on Friday So he may mm-hmm. have thought well, For this particular game We're going to use the squad uh, We're just going to tweak a little bit I mean Glenn Kamara came in And he hadn't been a, a regular player By any stretch of the imagination Under the previous manager So therefore You know you know, Some some fans want certain players in But as David said I think the, the one thing That Lundstrom and, and, and Arfield give you is, is a little bit more threat going forward Particularly when you are dominating the game So Arfield as we know uh, Makes those runs into the box Time and time again He, had, he scored two he had another great effort, a fantastic save, volley, and another one was a side foot. He didn't quite get enough angle on it. So, in the period of time he was on, he's got four efforts at goal, scoring twice. Lundstrom is a guy, you know, he'll go and want the ball. You can see him, he, he, he wants it, he can drop deeper, he can he can uh, be higher up, tries to, tries to be positive with his passes. Um, you know, again, when those two come on, Kent seemed to get a little bit more freedom and a little bit more. Um, space to play And I don't know if it's because Maybe Arfield's making those runs And he's drawing players towards him That leaves space for Kent So there's a number of positive things um, In the latter stages But you still need a little bit of a break um, For things to go your to, to go your way um, But Rangers mm. said fought right to the, to, to the very last second and, and I think that's something That David and the rest of the Rangers fans Should be absolutely thrilled about That their team didn't settle for a draw They went 100% for the victory And they managed to achieve it David where do you sit on Scott Arfield then Because I feel like I see a lot of Rangers fans divided on him And I also feel like he he pops up with a lot of important goals That Rangers don't get from other areas of the team Yeah I I think he's different to He's probably the only guy in the the squad who does that He He will He will cover every blade of glass on that park for Rangers He will blood He will he will sweat blood for Rangers and he will get himself in the box. You've got a lot of players who will, as I say, will prance about the edge of that box trying to look fancy, make a nice wee great touch. But he will just be a battering ram. He will batter his way into that box. And if you get him the ball, we'll get loads of players who can. Find him. He will score goals. He's, he's proved it over the years he's been here. And I think he's a great player for him. I mean, he's not a world-class player. But he is a great player for Rangers And he will score his goals And, he, and as, as, as he did tonight Win his points Thank you very much David In Barhead 01419511025 How do you look back On last night then Rangers fans There's a lot of negativity around With regards to the performance uh, But obviously it was a 3-2 win In the end Hugh Keevans thinks it wouldn't have been A victory uh, A couple of weeks ago Such was the, the lack of belief Or lack of confidence Or whatever it may be uh, so get your thoughts in please And Celtic fans We are building up to tonight as well So what are you expecting? Are you heading along? Any thoughts on the team? Any potential for a slip up Against what has been a tricky opponent? This is the place to answer those questions Merry Christmas from Clyde One Super Scoreboard We'd be lucky to get one wise man 
What a few nights of football we've got in the run up to the big day, which is not too far away. We had the highest of drama at the end at Pitodri last night, where Rangers snatched all three points. So we're looking back on that, and we're building up to kick off Celtic Livy just about an hour and twenty minutes away. So we can't be far away from team news, Celtic fans. You might want to get in touch. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. You can tweet as well. Uh, that's what Chris, for instance, has done tonight. He says a positive for me last night. Another solid performance from young Devine Needs more game time and experience But has an opportunity to seriously challenge For the left back position outright in my opinion Yeah I think he's done well against Hibs I have to say that And I think he's done okay last night I think he's a natural right back as far yeah, as I know yeah. And he's playing left um, So therefore you know, he's, he's doing again uh, You know, He's doing himself no harm whatsoever it's, a, it's always a difficult one because if, if once Rangers obviously get Yilmaz and, and, and Barisic back again and then obviously you've got Tavernier on the other side he's probably the, the guy to fall a little bit like Patterson you know when when he was there difficult to get some game time so but while he's got the opportunity he's certainly not letting anyone down I also think the way Michael Beale has allowed him to play has helped him mm-hmm. because he's literally playing like a, like yeah. a winger you know he's really because high because those in front are in yeah, the pitch so. really high and, and Kent has come in the pitch whereas Again, under uh, Van Brockhurst, Kent mm-hmm. was holding the touchline more. Uh, let's bring in John then, who's a Rangers fan. How would you sum up last night, John? Did you see that coming? <laughs> I, uh, Gordon, Hugh and, and Jim. Well, it, was a, it was a roller coaster tonight, Gordon, to be honest with you. Uh, I actually thought, I thought we started off well. I mean, obviously we've scored the goal and I think if Morelis, the, the shot Morelis had a goalkeeper made a good save, I think if that goes in at 2-0, I think the game... My opinion, but I probably been. I think maybe Rangers have been maybe only one, three, or four, nothing. But sadly, it didn't. For some reason, they stopped playing. Sometimes we were all the other place. To be honest with you, uh, I look at the. I look at some of the performance last night. Uh, I mean, Jim, it's, it's Jim Duffy will probably tell you. Tillman, Tillman's got no right to get that ball in the box. By the way, I mean he's got no right to get that ball in. It's unbelievable. Was that? I mean, he, he played well. Uh, I thought Ryan, uh, Ryan Kent. Played well, very good, very good going forward. There's plenty of space right enough. Can I close them down a wee bit in the second half? But I like the attitude. I like the attitude at the end. I like Scott Arfield when he made it two each. There was no all right, celebrated, but he wanted that. Morelos grabbed the ball, obviously. He told him get back up the park because I think you see him running to the referee to call him to say how long we go here. I think I might be wrong saying that, but you see him talk talk to Willie Collum, and and brilliant to get the winner. I mean, it was, it was a brilliant feeling. But just another point. Obviously, I was watching the game last night in the, in the house and uh, talking about the VAR. I mean, Hughes' pal, Andy Walker, I thought Andy was having a nervous breakdown when he says it hurt Tavernier's arm and then he thought it hurt uh, Golson's arm. But the the biggest one of the night was the boy, Robbie McCrory. That was a stonewall penalty kick and it didn't even go to VAR. And for some reason, Ian Crocker and Andy Walker stopped talking about it, didn't even mention it. Let's not worry about those two Because they're not here John Which might not surprise you I, I, I don't know what they're thinking I don't really want to speak on, on their behalf But if you want us to have a look at them Because we Like the professionals we are Jim Duffy mm-hmm. We had a look at all the incidents Before yeah. the, the show Which we always do To try and and have a look John's on about Ross McCrory's mm-hmm. handball Did that do it for you? I mean we slowed it down We had a, we had a good look No it's not apparently Because it hits his stomach first For the start and, 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 and then it deflects onto his arm but um, listen, the handball now is so contentious and so debatable that it's almost impossible for anyone, even the even the you know the guys that make the rules, the referees and stuff like that, find it very difficult. But no, for me that that that's not a penalty. And 
listen, you know, when when the guys are commentating, they they'll they'll see uh, you know how how they they see it could it could have been because that's part of their job is to create debate and stuff like that. But uh, in terms of the the the, the players they mentioned. Um, you know, you know the performances. Then, yeah, Tillman's piece of skill because he could have rushed it, he could have laid it back the way, but he was determined to get that cross in uh, and having that little bit of composure, um, not not to just kick it off him and try and get a corner or a throw in. Um, those little those, those little bit of split second moments of composure and quality now, make a difference. Let's do a quick whistle stop tour of any incidents, you Kevin. Well, it's now mandatory that you have to go through mm-hmm. every insinuation and allegation. Just give me give me your thoughts on I, those. The, 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 Ross McCrory, neither, neither, no, not a penalty. Not, not Connor Goldson, no, well, it's not a penalty, but and, not a handball. Uh, also, uh, I've read everything as normal today, and uh, Connor Goldson is not mentioned by Jim Goodwin. Robbie McCrory is not mentioned Ross. by Ross McCrory but is not mentioned by Michael Beale. The time added on seven minutes is only mentioned by Jim Goodwin because his team did not manage the seven minutes properly. So no, no penalties for either side. Said. Andy Walker's pal Hugh Keevans. <laughs> uh, John, you've not won them over. They don't think. Ross McCrory's was They think it hit Some sort of other body part first They also don't think Connor Goldson's was Do you want to agree To disagree Or take them to task No I just want to say It's true It's your pal mate You've stated it A million times over the years Your good old pal Andy Walker So that's That's the truth mate not hugely important though is it John Let, Let's argue right. about what we can get a good debate about You and Hugh Keevans arguing about Whether or not he's Andy Walker's pal No offence John Not that exciting for everybody else but football, let's get back to the football. It was, a, it was a brilliant three points, a great three points that we probably didn't think we were going to get. We we about five minutes to go, four yeah. minutes to go. So I have a few rings. I was delighted last night. I was running. I was jumping. My wife thought I'd, something had happened. She was in the bedroom. I'm watching the telly. She thought I'd fell off the couch, which I did. <laughs> but, and the Christmas tree was all over the place, so it was a brilliant, <laughs> it was a brilliant three points. And I, I, I knew a lot of boys who went up to Aberdeen last night, and they said they had a great time coming down the road. And just a wee one to, to finish off. And I mean, I, I looked at Jim Goodwin last night. It was actually a, it was a nice. I know it's a, this time of the year, but it was a great sight to see him there on his knees. I mean, a brilliant sight that. Brilliant. You're a hard man, John. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sat, sat and I'll have you on the naughty list this year. That's football for you, isn't it? Right, thank you to John. <laughs> Good pal of mine, Jim Goodman. <laughs> to, to John and Parkhead. I wonder if John can open his windows mm, wide yeah. enough and hear what the reaction will be. If oh, Celtic get a, a 97th minute winner mm. tonight, he can't be far away. And did you like that seamless transition? Let's go to Celtic Park because the teams are out. Andrew McLean, anything of note? Yeah, the teams are out. Just the one change for Celtic coming in to this game. You wondered whether there would be a lot of rotation because of this busy period, but it is just the one change. Dyson Maida drops out and it's Leila Bada who comes in. That was the half-time change that was made by Ange Postacoglu at the weekend as well. So it's going to be Joe Hart continuing in goal. The back four, Anthony Ralston, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Carl Starfelt and Greg Taylor. The midfield three, Callum McGregor, Matt O'Reilly and Rayo Hatati with Leila Bada, Jota and Kyogo. The front three, the substitutes, Sigrist, Jens, Jakimakis, Haksabanovic, Moy, Turnbull, Maida, Bernabe and Forrest. As for Livingston, just checking if they've got a team out, they do. Their starting lineup is as follows. It's Ivan Konovalov who starts in goal. I think that'll be a back five of Nicky Devlin, Ayo Obelai, Jack Fitzwater, Jackson Longridge and Christian Montano. It'll then be 
four across the midfield. Sean Kelly, Stephen Kelly, James Penrice and Stefan Omionga. Bruce Anderson will be the lone striker for them tonight. The substitutes for David Martindale tonight. Hamilton, Boys, Kankar, Holt, Pittman, Bahambula, Shinny, Goncalves and Nubli. Looking forward to that one greatly. What do you think, Celtic fans, Livy fans? 01419511025. Now, Frankie's in Maryhill. This is the beauty of live radio, Frankie, because when you called in, you were going to give us your suggestions for the team. Uh, and I don't know if some of it's been spoiled, but what do you think? What do you make of that team that, y- that you've just heard? Hi, guys. Uh, yes, I was making a point to the producer. I thought that Jack and Marcus would come in tonight. Uh, I think the last few games we've really struggled when teams are sitting deep to, to get in behind. I think Kyogo's looked a wee bit off it, so I thought the big man would have got the call up, but if I've heard the news has come through that he's not playing. Yeah. I was just wondering what your thoughts are on that. Well, I, I go back to the last uh, game between the two clubs at Livingston and Kyogo scored a terrific goal to settle Celtic early on in that match uh, and they, they didn't look back. I do understand that he wasn't at his best at Pataudry And that's an understatement He missed a couple of sitters there uh, But Abada coming in Made a material difference to Celtic Second half at Pataudry And I think it's the right thing to have him from the start And Kyogo uh, at Celtic Park In front of the home support I think will be a different proposition tonight Jim, could you have made yeah. a case that, like, as mm. as Frankie acknowledges, the the answer is it's been spoiled. It is mm. Kyogo, it's not Jackie Marcus. Yeah. Would there have been a case for a change there? Yeah, I think there could have been. Um, I think Gianni uh, Marcus is, is obviously every time he's come in, he looks every scores goals. I mean, his his record for starts is very good. Um, but um, Ange Postecoglou's, you know, seems to be, you know, you know, Kyogo's his number one, you know, uh, striker. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, if Celtic move the ball quickly, it doesn't matter if you're six foot two or five foot eight. You know, you 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 know, for Celtic, it's about their movement. It's about how intricate they are. Uh, it's about their imagination in the final third. And if they're up uh, the, the the levels they normally are, then Kyogo will get chances. Um, but I take Frankie's point. You know, sometimes um, you can freshen up that area, particularly and just get a different type of striker. But if, it does give them the option late in the game. If the starting eleven. Does the business for Ange Postecoglou Then okay he's, he's done the right thing However as Michael Beale showed last night If it's not going well Michael Beale mm. made a quadruple substitution And the, the option is there for Ange Postecoglou To do the same I just think that the team that uh, Ange Postecoglou has chosen Is the one that finished strongly against Aberdeen And he'll hope that they pick up where they left off Come on Frankie Let's give yourself some credit You had another suggestion Which I think has Paid off I don't know if Ange Postacoglu Read your mind uh, I'd, I'd suggested that Abada Should come in for Maida I think he's Obviously at the World Cup He played pretty well But through the middle I think as his better position On the wing I think we We lose a wee bit of directness A bit of, sort of Skill on the wing A good delivery So I think Abada coming in Definitely will serve as well tonight Certainly seemed to make a, a big difference at the weekend, Jim, didn't it, that change? Yeah, he is. And again, his, his goal record for a wide player is, is absolutely tremendous. Uh, Maida gives you a different um, you know, option. Yeah, as, as Frankie said there, through the middle uh, for Japan. But he's, 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 his effort, his work ethic you know, is tremendous. And he does put teams under pressure a lot, makes them work very hard. And sometimes he tires them out. And then somebody like Abada can come on and take advantage of that. So but Abada's getting the nod tonight. And again, if you look at Celtic's bench, it's so strong. There's so many uh, terrific options in there that you know, no, no, no matter what team he puts out, it's going to be a real test for Libby. The Livingston still feel like a 
Banana skin A pest Of an opponent Frankie or are Celtic Getting over that uh, I think we're starting To get over it now They're, they're a decent outfit Dave Martindale's got them Well drilled But I think I think tonight Will be too strong I think with Players like Hattati O'Reilly Creative players I think will, will be too much For them so yeah, it's the assistant manager that's a big pest As everyone in here can uh, can justify I said, I said um, to Jim Duffy in the commercial break If it's nil-nil at half time You'll know Celtic are toiling But if if Celtic have scored in the first half yeah. Then they're, they're beginning to assert themselves I noticed a stat on Twitter earlier I think it was on the, the Twitter account Nary's Toe Poker mm. uh, Jim sort of collating the points that all the other teams have, have got against Celtic or Rangers I don't know Ange Postacoglu won't like that yeah. Sort of lumping mm-hmm. them together uh, Since I think it was the 2018-19 season And Livy are top They've taken yeah. 17 points mm-hmm. um, Against both Yeah, you know, A combination of both over that period So yes most of them will have yeah. come At the Tony Macaroni mm-hmm. But they drew at Celtic Park last season as we know They drew at Celtic Park this season before previous, yeah. So suppose the question For Ange Postacoglu's Celtic side is Are they now Because that's, that is the past mm. Are they now evolving To a stage where Where these things Are less and less likely And And, and these Potential banana skins Are jumped over with these Yeah they are less likely But obviously You know you know, A few weeks ago the You know Before the, the break um, Celtic lost And you can you can always, you know, a, a team can be organised and disciplined, and you know, you, you know, you know your jobs. And uh, as I said, David Martindale's done a phenomenal job, as you mentioned there. The the, the points that they've taken um, just shows you, how, you know, how consistent that the, they've been. And I think they enjoy these type of games. You know, even even when they have lost, they've been very, very rarely as anyone steamrolled Livingston. You know what I mean? They yeah. they they they're, they're a formidable outfit. But I just think with all the quality Celtic have, the way Celtic play, their full-backs pushing on, you know, the midfield, you know, uh, so dynamic and the front players are, are just electric at times. I, I just can't see any way where they won't wrap up three points tonight. Only one defeat in the last six have Livy. And guess who that was against? It was indeed Celtic. Thank you to Frankie. It was nice to speak to you. 01419511025. It's a great time to call. We're going to keep building up to Celtic v Livingston. I'm absolutely certain we'll revisit Aberdeen against Rangers before the end of the show. And anything else that's out there, get your calls in. <laughs> Hugh Evans is here Jim Duffy as well We are spinning a few plates Looking back on last night Looking forward to a big game tonight If there's anything else out there That you want to cover Then please do 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB We gave you team lines from Celtic against Livingston If you want to see them again Just head over to that Twitter feed And you will find them And it goes without saying We'll drop in on Celtic Park A few more times Before the end of the show We've got John Who's a Livy fan On the line what are you thinking tonight, John? Can you cause an upset? Hi, pal. How are you doing? Well, I'm just phoning in response to the, the guy that was on Frankie there. Mm-hmm. I thought he, he made a few good points about Celtic, but he didn't really concentrate on Livingston at all. So um, I just want to make the point is that, you know, we will play defensive football tonight. That's a given. Although Martin Dale says we're going to go 4 3 3, we'll play defensive tonight. But I think the guy who was on last didn't really highlight what we can do. It was all about Celtic. I think there's potential tonight, boys, that we can cause an upset. And I just wanted to know if you think that we can. Listen, I don't grudge Frankie that if he's a Celtic no. fan. Um, that's fine. But John is on to talk Livy Hugh. 
if there's any team that you would acknowledge may cause a shock, you, yeah. you would have to you have to give Livy that credit. As I say, I find it one of life's mysteries that uh, a, a club with the resources that Celtic have find it so difficult to play against Livingston. However, that is to Livingston's eternal credit. Uh, I've already said in summary. I think if it's nil nil at half time, then Celtic are having one of those nights, and it may require uh, one of those. Belated interventions Or it may never come at all As happened the last time When the game finished Goalless at Celtic Park So For me The Celtic side Is Overflowing with quality Abada Kyoga Kyogo Jota uh, McGregor O'Reilly Hatati Middle to front You can't ask for any more than that And they should be Good enough to uh, score in the first half against Livingston And feel better about themselves But if it's nil-nil at half time Celtic will struggle <laughs> You always say this And then they very rarely do In the end um, Jim This never truly goes away But the obsession over how Opposition teams set up And mm-hmm. approach the game Has been brought back into the limelight After mm-hmm. Aberdeen's performance against Celtic At the weekend John's a Livy fan on He says we, we will play mm-hmm. defensive they, they did it last time They were there See especially when it's at Celtic Park Is that Is it all, is it all you can do is, is, And is that Is that still enough Is that still The blueprint To just try and Frustrate Yeah of course Celtic make it very difficult for you Because I said The way they, they, they play the games Is say, so quick And the, the, the ball boys As we mentioned all the time You'll throw the ball on quickly The, the game You don't want the game To, to uh, slow down at all um, when you're at your own place You can slow it down a little bit And I think it was Ange Postacoglu Was mentioned that He feels that people are time wasting But you know When you have the resources That Livingston have You know There's no shame In, in trying to You know Park the bus uh, Absolutely none and, 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 and why should they Go toe to toe And leave themselves wide open um, So But I, But Listen, John is a, a very optimistic um, Livingston supporter, which you want to be if you're supporting your team. You want to be optimistic. Um, he's also pragmatic because he, he knows it's going to be defensive. But I just don't see there being any shock tonight. I mm. just think Celtic have got... The one area that I think they may exploit, and we've said this before, is that they are a tall physical mm-hmm. team. So set plays, they can be very dangerous. And Celtic are not the biggest. You know, we take the two centre-backs yeah. out, really. That's about all, the, all, all they have. Uh, in terms of uh, competing in those areas With that in mind though John There was maybe a chance for Livy to Utilise that physical Advantage even more But Joel Nubley starts on the bench Is that a surprise or did you expect that? The big man I, can't, I honestly can't believe the big man's on the bench When I look to that team He's the first name I want on that team seat going to Park Kid. You've got that boy Starfelt If you put the ball up to Nubley Starfelt's no one in a one-on-one I can't believe he's on the bench I'm human. There, there may be there may be a reason. I mean, he may not be one hundred percent fit. Nah, but it's we the old if he's fit enough for the bench, he's he's fit well, enough to play. Uh, we'll get David Martindale's take on it after the game. Uh, although Nubly, you would think, would be on at some point. But I I do share the disbelief. It would be my first name mm-hmm. written down uh, in the Lyndon Dykes manner. But uh, I'd love to know because David Martindale spent the week telling everyone that yeah. Joan Lubley's got what it takes to play yeah. for Celtic or Rangers. Yeah. So if if it is just a tactical decision, it's an interesting one. Yeah, but that's because they dominate the ball and, and set up chances and link up the mm-hmm. play. I mean, Joan uh, whoever, whether it's Bruce Anderson or Joan Lubley, they're going to be isolated. Yeah. And that that's the problem. So if you've got Joan 
midfield up there and he's, he's I think not John's hope is he can get you up the pitch yeah, maybe yeah, with his yeah, physicality yeah if, if you're going to play a certain way if you can manage to get the ball up mm-hmm. to him but if you're not if you're if, if tactically they've resigned themselves to, to, to having nine players at least behind the ball and working round about the penalty box then it doesn't really matter who they've got up front and if they can manage to keep it tight for as long as they possibly can even if they're 1-0 down and then bring Nubli on in the last 20 minutes with another player and have a go at it then, you know, David Martin, they'll be hoping that that's the case. But I don't have any issues with, with Bruce Anderson or anyone else playing because I think it's a, it's a tactical decision because he's not going to run the channels. He's not going to, you, you know, work a, a back four himself, whereas Anderson might do that side of it a little bit better. Uh, thank you to John. Enjoy the game tonight, John. Let's get another Celtic perspective uh, from Martin, who's from View Park, but he's out and about. What's your point tonight, Martin? How are you doing, guys? Um, thanks for having me on. Pleasure. Um, I've always wanted to say this: first time caller, long time listener. <laughs> <laughs> what like, what makes what makes you call for the first time, though, Martin? What what are you doing? What what are you doing tonight that makes you think that this is the this is the time? Well, I've called a few times, but I usually wait to the end because I don't want to miss what's going on. Um, but no, then I was really shocked that um, Haksavanovich isn't getting uh, a start um, when he's just got the Player of the Month. Now, granted, there's not been a lot of football getting played mm-hmm. <laughs> in the month that he's got it, but if you're getting told by the, the league that you're the best player in Scotland uh, for that month, um, again, like you had said, I might be... Uh, Michael Bubley on the bench for Livingston, which I'm actually quite glad he's not starting. Um, there could be another reason, um, you know, but uh, I... I suppose, does that just highlight the, the fact that, that the options are there, the the strength of it, Hugh, that, you know, although we'll always obsess about the starting 11, maybe Ange Postacoglu just sees that that bigger picture because Martin's right, if you're making a, a specific case for Haksabanovic, uh-huh. he's been very good, so much so he's the player of the month, but then you've got Jota, who's arguably one of the first names on the team sheet, and you've yeah. got Abada, who comes on and changes the game at the weekend. So, how do you fit them all in? Exactly. If you have an embarrassment of riches, and Celtic do, uh, then obviously a fan's favourite gets left out along the way. And tonight, that's Haksabanovic. He played no part at all in the game at Petodri. Therefore, he's coming back from something. Maybe Ange Postacoglu feels he can give him a terrific half hour but not 90 minutes and as I say I'm surprised now because it's a 16 man game it's no longer an 11 man game and you can bring them on four at a time if you don't or five mm-hmm. at a time if you don't like the way it's going so Haksabanovic is there on the bench not forgotten not exiled not isolated he's just there ready to come on I would wonder who Martin would leave out tonight, Gordon. You know, I mean, who who would Martin think that uh, it would be should be left out for Haksabanovic? You know, uh, would you leave it Abada? Would you leave it Jota? You'd have to leave it one of them. Um, you know, so I, I think that's the the dilemma um, that any any fan has. You always want your your, your top players in, but ultimately, um, Ange Postecoglou plays four three three, and the three players he's picked tonight should should be good enough. Um, to to give um, Livingston problems And then they've got the game of the weekend And you would maybe expect Haxabanovic to, mm-hmm. to have more of a play in that Not a bad option And Martin Maeda's the one that, that drops out from the weekend Do you understand that? Are you on board with that? Yeah, I'm on board with that um, he's had, He had a tough time um, In the World Cup uh, Not a tough time He had a great 
great time, but it's obviously been tough playing all that football well. Um, well, other guys yeah. have been over here, so no, that, that, that I'm absolutely fine with that. Although I, I rate Maida very, very highly, but like uh, Hugh was saying, you know, sixteen man game. I completely agree with that, um, and we've got a lot of quality cover for players that might need that wee bit of extra time just to, you know, not sit back because come on, it's Celtic. They'd, they'd probably get like half a day off a week, but um, you know, just not to perform at that top yeah. level for. You know, for the one week, it's a great debate. Always rages on mm-hmm. about Dyson Maeda, Jim, mm-hmm. because he he's divides opinion. I think amongst the Celtic mm-hmm. fans, Martin's right. He goes away. He's the only one of Celtic's Japanese players that gets a call up in the first place. Mm-hmm. He plays a big part of the World mm-hmm. Cup. Puts in some impressive performances. Scores first game back off at half time. Abada mm-hmm. comes on, makes much more of an impact. Mm-hmm. Stays in the team, and you, you go back to something that one of the callers mm-hmm. said earlier. Mm-hmm. If Japan is where you see his best football, is it a coincidence that that tends to be through the middle rather than off a side? Yeah, I mean, again, as I said, his you know styles and you know the way teams play and also the, the way the opposition plays well. You know, uh, Japan were sitting in a little bit playing on the counter attack. Celtic are on the front foot all the time. Mm-hmm. Other teams are sitting back, so there's no space that you know that he likes to run into. Uh, he was he you know really worked his socks off for Japan in terms of putting defenders under pressure because. The opposition in many of the games were dominating the ball, so he was chasing, working. You know, normally after an hour or so, he was then substituted uh, because of the amount of work he put in. Celtic's different. Celtic are dominating the ball, so you need players that can come and be a little bit more creative and a little bit more um, of a threat. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think if it was an away game in Europe, I would then maybe possibly put him as a centre forward. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Right, come on then. Even was it Mark Wilson that won last night? Gordon DL? Well, one of them. One, one, of, one of those two dafties even managed to win, so we need to change it. We need to turn things around tonight. 01419511025. Your chance to beat the pundit will be next. The lines close at seven. So if you fancy it, and why wouldn't you give us a shout and we'll try and get you on next? Hugh Keevan's first Christmas was the first Christmas. Season's greetings from Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevan's, Jim Duffy, both here, both ready and waiting for your calls. So come on then, 01419511025. We are of course looking back on Pataudry last night because there were quite a few talking points in case you hadn't noticed. And we're building up to kick off between Celtic against Livingston this evening. So if you've any thoughts, any thoughts whatsoever on either of those topics or something else you think we've missed, do the usual number 01419511025 or you can tweet as well at Clyde SSB. It is that time of the night though. Forget the big games in the Premiership. This is the big game that matters in here. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Right, it is beat the pundit time. I think it was a 5 2, was it, for who did we say Gordon DL yep. last night? I mean, that's that's not great. That's not, that's not a great way uh, to start the week. Let's see if we can get a victory for Martin in Hamilton tonight. How's it going, Martin? Ah, I'm alright, guys. How are you? Yeah, not bad. You're a Celtic fan, Martin. What's got. Surely there's more chance of Celtic winning than you at beat the pundit, or are you backing yourself? Eh, uh, no, back myself tonight. To back yourself, always, thank you. I like that. I like that. I hope. I hope this is a good day for success stories. Because, well, mm-hmm. I was going to say success, but talk about 
Getting snatched away from you Did you hear the 5k minute On Bowie at breakfast this morning no. The poor contestant Got a 9 And knew the, knew the 10th question But just Just said oh. the wrong thing Missed out on his 5 grand Now Martin mm. If you think that's bad I mean we're We're playing for a signed ball here Right By the pundits mm. So Money can't buy and all that Heads it will be Hugh Keevans uh, And tails It will be Jim Duffy so Let's see who we go And it is tails Jim Duffy Against Martin From Hamilton so as always, we give Jim what must be Christmas songs in his ear with Clyde too, uh, and we'll set the clock up. Martin, have you ever played before? No, I've never played before. Right, I'm, sh- I'm sure you've heard it many times. Pretty simple. Thirty seconds. Answer as many as you can, and if you want to pass and move on, that's absolutely fine. Okay. What? Perfect. Let's go. Thirty seconds starts now. Name the only domestic cup Roy Keane won with Celtic. The League Cup. Who currently wears the number fourteen for Rangers? Glen Kamara Name any current top flight side That Danny Swanson played for St Johnson How many Argentinians Have played in the Scottish Premiership This season Four Name the only Hibs player Who went to Qatar For the World Cup But didn't play Uh, Pass Which SPFL team Were Queen's Park Ground sharing with Earlier this season Name any scorer In Hearts 5-1 Scottish Cup final win In 2012 Uh, Pass Okay, let's bring back Jim Duffy. Jim, can you hear us? Yes, can. Same set of questions. Shall, was it Christmas music right enough? No, it was no. Don't You Want Me Baby by the Human League. You were shaking, is that what you were shaking your head at? Is that not, that not up your street? Oh, no, I like it very much, but it's not a Christmas song. Oh, so you're hoping for some festive tunes. I get it right. 30 seconds, Jim Duffy. Ready? Uh, yeah. Name the only domestic cup Roy Keane won with Celtic. League Cup. Who currently wears the number 14 for Rangers? Ranking. Name any current top flight side that Danny Swanson played for. Dundee United. How many Argentinians have played in the Scottish Premiership this season? Two. Name the only Hibs player who went to Qatar for the World Cup but didn't play. Mm. Martin Boyle. Which SPFL team were Queen's Park ground sharing with earlier this season? Uh, Party Thistle. And name any scorer in Hearts 5 1 Scottish Cup final win in 2012. Um, Craig B Okay Martin how do you think it went? Eh, yeah, I'm not too sure I think he might have beat me by one I think Craig beat once Maybe got me I wouldn't guess. be so sure uh, The only domestic cup Roy Keane won was the League Cup And you both got it Well done Martin Some guys just know squad numbers And some guys I'm not interested Ryan Kent is number 14 So Jim goes 2-1 oh. In front However you both also knew Danny Swanson's CV Dundee United St Johnston Hibs and Hearts uh, so 3-2 to Jim Duffy There is only one Argentinian who played mm. in the Scottish Premiership Burnaby mm-hmm. So there is only one So none of you got that um, The only Hibs player who went to Qatar but didn't play I thought he was going to miss it as well Martin But it was your namesake Martin Boyle So Jim ah. goes um, What is Jim? 4-2 in front at this stage uh, And the SPFL team Queen's Park ground shared with earlier this season Was Stenhouse Muir it was part of last season Yeah part of it was yeah. last season um, They were at Oakleview earlier this season They went back to Hamden For a couple right. of games And then they're hopefully Going to A new stadium soon mm-hmm. uh, So where are And by the way Martin got, got that it. So it's 4-3 mm-hmm. And I've kind of Spoiled the big ending Martin Because you passed yeah. The last <laughs> question This is why you just Always guess Martin Throw I any name Too young to remember That game Too young to remember <laughs> yeah. 20, How old are you? Uh, 21 so I don't oh know 10 or 11 Martin, Whoa. do you know what? This is these hurt me 
I'm too young to remember that, no? Forget, don't, no, don't go there Because when I'm in here with Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevans I like to think I'm young And then you've come on and said You're too young to remember the 2012 yeah. final So it's now catching up on me How is, When happened, did this Gordon? happen? Hugh Keevans Are you and I, Were you and I there? I seem to remember being at the I, I, The, the, the 5-1 game Yeah yeah. Rudy Scatchel, Ryan McGowan Oh, mm. remembers Darren Barr uh, No Craig Beatty right. Danny Granger James McPake, an own goal I think um, no, James McPake, sorry for Hibs My apologies if he's listening So Martin, that wasn't bad at all It was a three But the experience of Jim Duffy done you with a four hard lines No, thanks for having a kiss And you, Martin I liked young Martin there I was very polite, good the man nipper. That was Martin uh, in Hamilton um, Okay, 01419511025 uh, we are building up to the game tonight And we're looking back on last night as well So get your thoughts in And if there's anything else out there The, the festive period's always a bit frantic you feel, mm. I don't know what it feels extra frantic Does it? Because we're off the back of a World Cup mm. Rangers have played, what, Thursday And then I th- I think last night And mm. then Dingwall on Friday And then there are two games on Friday uh, Some on Saturday Celtic play tonight I think it's the nature of the games the, 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 the comeback match was Rangers against Hibs All manner of things happened in the first half Rangers are booed off the park uh, And come back to win Then Celtic go to Pataudry, uh Have 33 shots at goal But only one matters uh, Aberdeen get dogs abuse for their performance And up their performance considerably against Rangers And again all manner of things happen So I think it's the, it's the nature of the games It's the way that 9 becomes 6 Goes back up to 9 Goes back down to 6 And now tonight you're waiting mm. to see If it goes back up to 9 again I mean whether it is that It's the World Cup mm. aftermath It's the, the the busy schedule It's it's TV This is how sad I am Jim Duffy right mm. I was looking through Rangers results earlier Which is not that sad Because that's kind mm. of the job uh, But the, the website I use Always gives the, the league The date The fixture And I don't know why this jumped out at me but basically, um, starting just before the break, Rangers play something like seven. The seven games they play are on a different day of the week. Yeah. For the seven mm-hmm. games in a row, I mean, this is where I'll make you two feel old again. Gone are the days of Saturday three Saturday o'clock because yeah. they, they they do play every day of the week over that that seven you, period. You cannot that, make us feel any older than <laughs> we feel already. Well, the good thing is, if you are struggling yeah. to sleep tonight, you can remember that absolutely useless stat that I've just given you, and it might it might knock well, you off. On the third visit to the toilet, Hugh will remember that. <laughs> anyway, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. What about a bit more uh, from last night? Then Michael Beale uh, clearly um, happy with the result. We heard that that quote earlier that everyone seems to be acknowledging being a. A 10 out of 10 in some ways But a 5 You know for the performance He's clearly looking for more From his team I didn't want to be a party Papa to the players um, But I think we need to be better I thought they showed 10 out of 10 For character and mentality Especially at the end When Obviously I made the four subs And asked us Just to Just to play a little bit free And gamble a little bit um, Delighted Obviously Scotty Come up with the two goals uh, Learned a lot again this evening Started the game well and then once something went wrong for us, we sort of didn't look like we was together in the way that we wanted to play. People weren't not trying hard. I think that we just made some uh, simple mistakes. Some people may be overly trying. We need to commit to the style. I was delighted, obviously, we got the win because obviously for a long period of time, I was going to get beat. 
And what about Jim Goodwin then? Such is the nature of the cruel nature of football rivalry. We had a Rangers fan earlier saying it was great to see Jim Goodwin so disappointed. So, so much for a season of goodwill and all that. Here's what Jim Goodwin made of it. Very hard to put into words, to be honest. There's probably a little bit too much emotion involved at the minute. I've never experienced anything quite like that in my career uh, up to now. And um, yeah, it's a difficult one to, to process, to be honest. I thought, I thought the boys were excellent. For large spells of the game tonight, uh, deservedly went in front just after half time. I thought we were on the front foot and looked like possibly going and getting the third one. And um, when you get to those late stages of the game, you know we we need to just see it through. It's as simple as that. You know Rangers obviously were throwing everything at us. Um, you know Conor Goldson was up there towards the end, and we just didn't manage the game well enough. I could talk about fatigue, but then people would probably. I think I'm making excuses, but I do think that played a part. I think the boys looked tired. We were getting deeper and deeper as the game went on. Just tried to see the game through. Unfortunately, we weren't capable of that. What's that like, Jim? You've been there many times um, because I saw criticism aimed at Aberdeen for being too deep at, at the end last night. When is that by design and when is it just a symptom of being tired whether that's emotionally or it's, physically it's a common thing for, for players to do um, you know players then look at you know they'll ask the referee you know you, you'll see them you know how uh, long we go ref uh, they see the they see the, the board going up with seven minutes you know they're, they're clock watching they're, they're, you know they're, they're just wanting the game to finish and the, you know sometimes you lose then that focus but as, as Jim Goodman had said Aberdeen had been like that for probably the last sort of 10-15 minutes at least um, sitting back and you will invite balls into your box. Um, most of the time you get away with it, but it just needs one little uh, ricochet or something to go against you. And you get punished, and that's what happened with that with Aberdeen. I mean, they scored two fantastic goals, you have to say that. I mean, outstanding, the free kick, and then the, 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 the strike by Clarkson. But when you do that, you have to manage the game better. That's it. You know, we've seen it. We've seen it in the World Cup with certain games. You know, even the top teams, you know, the... They're in front and they didn't manage the games properly, and I think that that's the big lesson for Aberdeen for me. You know, I think if they if they if they have a little bit more composure and a little bit more belief, they won all three three points. Never mind uh, anything from the game. Yeah, David's in West Lothian from a Rangers perspective. How do you look back on last night, David? Yeah, I've not bounced about the living room for a while. It was great. <laughs> um, I nearly I nearly broke the couch. Uh, actually, to win after what well, we're two one down in ninety two minutes, um, it showed a lot of character. Well, I think ninety four and a bit, David. <laughs> let's make it as dramatic as possible. Aye, uh, definitely. You know what? Between the World Cup final and these two games, even the Hibs game as well, it's it's a good time to like football. Eh? It's brilliant. Well, not, not if you're Jim Goodwin Your living room's seen a bit of a, a bit of drama in the last couple of days, I suppose. Uh, uh, David, did you? Did you have it written off? If it is, is that the way all or most Rangers fans felt? Because I know you lot can be optimistic at times, but you must have thought last night was certainly going to end in at least two dropped points, no? Well, first half, I couldn't... I, honestly, I, I see obviously the three kicks, the only shot they had on goal in the first half, and I think if McGregor stood where he was, he might have got a chance at it. Um, I didn't see us losing the game, honestly, but then when you're, when you're watching it the second half, you're like, oh my God, they were just... Nothing was coming off, and I thought Morelos was non-existent again. Um, but they just kept on chipping away, and you can't you can't fault them for the character. They kept on going, and you see how much it meant to them at the end, and obviously the, the fans as well. I'm sure I was the only one jumping about the living room last night. It was great. A couple of players you mentioned there, David. Let's 
pick up on them You mentioned something about Alan McGregor with the free kick Do you hold that against him? There's been a lot of debate about him this season I know it was a, it was a great strike wasn't it But I don't know if I, I don't know I'm not a goalkeeper I don't know if it, he, he must have something in the guy's run up And made him maybe go to that side I don't know But he took a step to the wrong side And I think if he I think we're wrong It was a fantastic strike by the guy But it, it, it looked like he could have got it In my opinion but David, Don't worry about not being a goalkeeper That doesn't stop any of the rest of us Pretending we know what we're talking about um, Hugh, should, should Alan McGregor have done better? Are the, are the questions that I see being asked of him On social media fair? Um, he has reached that time of life where uh, He makes uncharacteristic mistakes They'd never have made in the past But he's staying in the team because uh, John McLaughlin's not getting back in After what happened at Celtic Park Earlier in the season Jim, let's mm-hmm. specifically the free kick mm-hmm. Should he have done better? Yeah, should have I mean, he, he takes a step to his left um, He's obviously expecting it to go over the wall It doesn't, it goes on the same side And we see it all the time Doesn't matter who the goalkeeper is Rather than anyone else If it goes in, this, the side the keeper has to uh, stand in it He has to save it You know it's not right In the top corner So a good pace It's getting a whip But it's because he takes That step to his left mm-hmm. Then he can't react uh, Quick enough So yeah I mean it's an error um, It's a fantastic goal If you're if you if you're Duke But it's a, it's an error From Alan McGregor If he's at his best mm-hmm. uh, And even if he just as, as David said If he just kind of Stays there If it goes over the wall Everyone say That's a phenomenal free kick But if it goes in the same side As a goalkeeper mm-hmm. It's a goalkeeping error And and where, where do you stand On him overall At the moment Because Hugh makes a fair mm-hmm. point If he's still considered Better than John mm-hmm. McLaughlin Then no drama But there are fans mm-hmm. Who call this show And who tweet and say But that is Part of the issue They want Someone who's better Than them both yeah. go- Going forward Yeah but I, th- I think Michael Beale will address that He will have to I mean Alan McGregor Regardless of whether Somebody thinks he's he's You know A little bit off The, the pace Or not quite at the same level He's 40 years of age You can't go on forever So therefore um, he, he will have to address that So so, so whether that's within the club Or whether that's uh, to, to go and, and bring a goalkeeper in I think it's definitely You know High mm-hmm. in the list of priorities For Michael Beale The other one you mentioned David It's very rare We get through a show Without mentioning him Was Alfredo Morelos Elaborate a bit on, on you, What you thought he didn't do uh, It was It was good that he got another 90 plus minutes well whatever it finished it was good for him to get in the game but um, he just wasn't in it enough for me um, I think he, his hold up play was okay in the first half but he just needs to he just needs to offer more didn't seem to be um, enough energy in him didn't seem to be harassing the, the back two enough like he used to that was that was his game wasn't it you get the ball up to him he'd be a nuisance to the centre half but he just doesn't have that about him at the minute so hopefully that changes that coming back in might help out. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know where he's went to. Yeah, he was just so injured. I think he's. I think he is back soon. I mean, Hugh Morelos is clearly having his moments because yeah. he, he played a part in Rangers' first goal. He scored against Hibs. Um, has he still got a good bit to go though? For oh, you, miles. Um, I thought that uh, Michael Beale coming would have uh, provoked an instant reaction from Alfredo Morelos, but it uh, hasn't happened yet. I still think Rangers indulge him. I still think he's. Transparently unfit uh, And I think it's a failure Of Rangers business model Rangers should have sold Alfredo Morelos two years ago When over the course of two seasons He had scored 59 goals That's when Rangers should have cashed in on him And they're not cashing in on him anymore And if he leaves the club Under freedom of contract That's a desperate failure of the business model What did you make of him last night? 
No, I don't think he's greatest game, but again, he, you know, if you look at the, the you know, he was unlucky. Um, I think one of the callers said earlier on that when he had a fantastic strike keeper, a great save from it in the first half. Um, he's had another one in the second half. He's 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 been involved in the goal, albeit you know, kind of um, from an assist um, to Tisakala. He scored the one against Hibs. So yeah, I, I don't think he's that unfit. I think he's. I mean, listen, I don't think he's 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 like miles off it. Um, I, I do think he's changed his game. We know that. Um, but the difficulty of selling him a couple of years ago was that Rangers were trying to stop Celtic winning ten in a row. If they'd have sold him when he was at his peak and scoring all those goals, <laughs> they'd have been, the fans would have been absolutely raging. So you know, it's difficult to know exactly when um, to cash in on a player. The the, diff, the the bigger difficulty is now that he's 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 his values dropped yeah unbelievably since that time. Thank you very much, David. It was nice to hear from you. That was David in West Lothian. His living room is hoping for a quieter evening. Let's press on building up to kick off between Celtic and Livingston. But before we do anything, let's talk important business. Cash for kids mission Christmas. J and D Pierce, structural steelwork specialists, proud to support the local community. What a week we've had on Mission Christmas business at the weekend, Hugh. We had great fun, if that's the right word, on the Cash for Kids sports auction. Uh, it's not fun in the sense that we wish we didn't have to do it. Yep. Uh, but once we get our teeth stuck into it, we raised a lot of good money and, and gave away some fantastic prizes. And you can ask no more of us. It was really, what, £81,000 was it in the end? We gave away a brand new Merc mm. uh, to Martin and Shawlands. But unfortunately... For thousands of children across Glasgow and the West There is still more to be done And that, that's just the harsh reality of it So we're, we're in the process now of getting the much needed donations out to the vulnerable families But there is still time to donate If you can't take part in uh, big auctions Or you've not had the chance to do any fundraising as such That's totally understandable uh, But you can pop along to Clyde1.com forward slash mission And you can just donate whatever you want Whatever you can Any amount really helps at this time of year We're just trying to make it a bit of a different day For thousands of children here in our area who are struggling every Christmas but particularly this year we all know it's going to be a tough time so uh, get on there to Clyde1.com forward slash mission if you can thank you in advance it is really hugely appreciated uh, and just a reminder that is Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with J&D Pierce Structural Steelwork Fabrication and Construction Talking Bobbles all year long Merry Christmas from Clyde One Super Scoreboard I like it when the little Christmas music starts and Clyde One Super Scoreboard and breaks. My favourite one, have we had it tonight yet? The one where it says "All I Want for Christmas" and the you know the Mariah Carey style, and then it just says "Hugh," and it's him that says, "I love that." That's my favourite one, producer Callum. I don't even know if you're in charge of that. That's how little I know, but gonna line that one up for me. Funny, Mariah never phoned after that. No, never no. called back. No, no, no royalties. No. Mm, Disappeared Snow off a dike It is that time Of oh, first dizzy you've had. Of the <laughs> Of the night uh, Where you two tackle the Full time teaser Right um, I think this is a variation a, sl- a subtle variation On a question we had A couple of weeks ago But I like it uh, The pony sent it in for you He wants you to name 12 players Who've scored In an old firm game In their career And they've also scored In a world cup game Since 1998 now this must be the last of the World Cup related questions Because we've, we've had a good run at them over the last few weeks um, So can you name 12 players who've scored in an Old Firm game At any point in their career And they've also scored in a World Cup match Since and including France 98 Johnny Collins 
Yes, well done. Uh, Claudio Canigia. Mm, no, believe it or not. No. Alan McCoyst. Nope. Um, he didn't go to France 98 In case you hadn't heard Should have done though Henry well, Larson Yes And he's easy one uh, Craig Burley Yep The last man to score a World Cup goal for Scotland When will that change? Um, so we've got Craig Burley John, John Collins, Collins Both 98 for Scotland Henrik Larson um, Going to really state the obvious here Just think uh, That dies in Maida No Not scored an old firm no game firm, We'd have to no. assume I'm going to state the obvious here and really patronise you. Just think of some of the superstars that have played for Celtic or Rangers like since '98. Because there's a few proper. Um, before we get to the the difficult ones, there's some obvious kind of big hitters, massive reputations, lots of international um, caps. Ronald De Boer or yes, Frank De Boer. Ronald De Boer, well done. Ryan Loudrop. Yes, well done Okay, we'll leave it there And we will see if we can get the rest Before the end of the show Thank you to the pony Sending it in Full time At Clyde1.com Get your thinking caps on Send the questions in And watch the pundits toil Is the name uh, of the game Let's continue the build up to tonight's match We've got Scott on the line And I know for a fact Scott won't mind uh, Waiting for the thoughts of Ange Postacoglu yeah, difficult one. Um, you know, again, uh, yeah, David's one that that yeah he does put a lot of research into into what teams they're playing. Um, although he's another one that tends tends to talk about the two of us rather than me singularly. Um, so um, it, and it's always a, a difficult challenge because um, the thing with with Livingston is that you know that kind of irrespective of who they play against, they have a certain style and they stick to it, and it's difficult to play against. Which um, which gives them some sort of certainty going into every game because if you if you kind of chop and change every week, it it, it can put players in, in that little bit of area of uncertainty if things don't go well. But you know we've played them a few times now. Um, as I said, it's a different challenge at home to away. It's at Celtic Park, you know, where we can do certain things that are difficult for us to do on their turf. But um, it'll be a good challenge for us. Um, obviously, their game got cancelled on the weekend, so yeah, they're coming off a, a pretty long break and. Yeah, that can work one or two ways. They're going to have a hell of a lot of energy and we're going to have to expect that early on. Or if they're not quite at it early on, then we can take advantage of it. People think just sitting in the low blocks is easy. Everybody's got to do their job. It's a very disciplined shape. And everybody within that shape's got to be very disciplined and stay in the right areas. But you're coming up against a Celtic who, for me, are the team to beat this season. I think Ange's done an incredible job last year to win the league, but I think he's kicked on again this year. I look at managers, look at managers all over, and I look at them and say, how do you judge them? We judge them on performances, but you also judge them on, do they make players better? I think hand in heart, I can look at Celtic just now, I can look at Ange and say, there's not a player in that building that I think Ange has not improved. I think he's done a fantastic job with him. He's probably got the best midfielder in the country, or one of the best midfielders in the country in Callum McGregor, returning to form, so it's going to be a difficult game. Let's bring in Scott, who is a Celtic fan from Pollock. What do you think about tonight then, Scott? Well, I think um, quite a lot of people are saying that it could be an, ep- an upset, but I actually don't think it will be, because if, if, you, if you look at that Lutton side, they have quite a few big names missing. Um, obviously, Moodboy and stuff like that, I, I'm quite confused why he's on the bench, but if you look at Celtic team, is just way too strong. You look at people like um, Hitati, Yogo, Yota and stuff like that and even the back line you have Starfelt just, I think it'll be too strong but I'm a bit confused at looking at how Gio Giamacchi hasn't played 
because I think Yogo just misses too much sitters and especially when you're playing a team see that they like this that will just soak up the pressure it's especially G Marcus and the year as well you'd be a lot better mm-hmm. battling with them Livingston who are, I, I think we, we know are going to be quite pragmatic and obviously is going to just try and defend the, uh, this game He certainly missed a sitter at the weekend Hugh that's yep. for sure does he miss too many Kyogo Scott thinks so he's not the clinical finisher that he was last season but he's not collapsed altogether uh, I think he would fancy himself for a goal tonight and you know Scott makes a perfectly valid point that uh, Libby will approach this in their pragmatic manner and for some reason even Ange Postacoglu knows exactly how they're going to play but can find it difficult to break them down but two things first of all the talent in that Celtic side tonight is incredible point number two the nine point lead is now six The imperative for Celtic is to put it back up to nine If you don't do it at home to Livingston You've made a major mistake What type of goal or what, what type of chances Is Kyogo best at then Jim? Because I've seen this a, a few mm-hmm. times from the weekend That The one that he missed at the weekend for instance mm-hmm. That he actually does miss them quite mm-hmm. not, not a lot but you know what I mean mm-hmm. Maybe ones that do you get that from strikers that although they can although they've got good yeah. goal tallies, there's just certain types of chance that maybe doesn't always come off. Yeah, I mean you look at Kyogo and you see people analyse all the time his movement in the roundabout the box, or if a team does push up a little bit, he comes short and he spins. But we heard David Martindale's interview there saying he's going to have a low block, so it's harder then to do that type of run. So he has to keep making those movements in around the box, in which case the Celtic then have to get in behind. And you see a lot of his goals where they're either flashed across the goal or pulled back about seven or eight yards and those type of movements he gets across defenders and that's where he, I think he, he's a real threat uh, and Celtic will have to do that tonight because they can't just play in front of Livingston because they, they will be too strong physically for Celtic but in terms of as I said to you that sharpness uh, ingenuity in and around the box I still think Kyogo's the best striker at Celtic You were calling for Jackie Marcus to play Scott there was a bit of talk during the break about him maybe not going to or, or not getting an improved contract And whether that would lead to him Leaving the club It's gone a bit quiet there Juranovic is now stealing Most of those headlines Can Giacomakis become Consistently Celtic's Number one striker? I, I think he has He has the potential to Yes Because he, even if you watch Against Rangers And stuff like that I, I think he, Even against other teams as well he's, He just has more and more Of a chance of scoring And just better build up Playing it it's quite simple to me I think when, when watching it he, he clearly is the, the better striker for me but yeah I think even as obviously the Scottish game most if you're Celtic most games you play people are just going to obviously go to 10 men behind the ball and mm-hmm. just defend and I think Kyogo can't make the guns is what, is what he would because that's, that's what he's best at I'd say is making the guns in, inbound and being one on one with the keeper I feel like Jackie Marcus is that more like a poacher I feel like Celtic will obviously get the, the, the type of chances and Kyogo and all Giamakis will put them away. He had a great goal-scoring run in August, Jackie Marcus, who he mm-hmm. then had another great goal-scoring run in October. Um, he's found the last sort of six fixtures harder to, to find the net. In fact, he, he's not scored in any of them. But at the same time, for the majority of them, he's been he's obviously been coming off the bench. To slightly contradict what we said earlier, because we're talking about 
You know, don't worry. It's a squad game. You can make five sub. Jim knows. Mm. Number nines. They want to play from the start. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, he does get a reasonable number of starts, but do you get the impression he wants more? Uh, well, of course, uh, any player would. Uh, we also have the unresolved consideration about his uh, contract and what's going on with that. Um, I just think if the Celtic supporters have the saying, which is "In Ange we trust," then in Ange you'll need to trust. Yeah, I mean, listen. I think it's difficult for a, a striker when he comes on in, mm-hmm. in a, a certain time in the game. Sometimes they put them on. The game's already put to bed and, you know, the team's kind of switch off, just keep possession or whatever happens to be. So I think it's more difficult. And also you mentioned they're not scored in whatever six. But he's, I don't know how many minutes he's played, but certainly... Exactly, his goals to minutes is good. Yeah, yeah to, not too many minutes at that stage. But he's, he's generally speaking, um, he's, he's, a, he's a really good option for Celtic. But like, like any player, they want to play week in, week out. They don't want to be the guy coming off the bench. They don't want to be... You hear people saying, oh, the guy makes a difference. They want to be the guy who makes a difference from the first minute. Not the maybe 85th minute or so. So, uh, yeah, I, Scott has, has made some really good points here that uh, Giamakis is a good finisher. He does give him a different style of a player. But I think, as I said, you have to you have to you have faith in, in, in the manager. And the manager believes that uh, in the style that he wants to play, Hugo is the number one uh, in that system. But if he gets on and they get a penalty... Surely the Giacomacchus mm. penalties against Livingston experiment is over because he's missed mm. a couple, Hugh. Well, if, the, if Celtic get a penalty and he's on the park, it would be negligence to let him take it. <laughs> Thank you very much, Scott. Enjoy the game. Great call there from Scott in Pollock on 01419511025. And we are going to go back to Celtic Park for kickoff next. Hugh. From Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Yes, there it was. My favourite one. All I want for Christmas is Hugh said nobody ever, not even Mrs. Keevans. Anyway, uh, quickly, this teaser: twelve players have scored in an old firm match and have also scored at a World Cup game since 1998. Georgie Samaras. Well done. Shinsuke Nakamura. Well done, you to have spent the break wisely. Mm. Pierre Van Hoydong. Ah, well done. Okay, uh, we'll get the rest before the end of the show. Let's go back to Celtic Park and build up to kick off with Andrew McLean. Yeah, well, there was a lovely Glasgow welcome there for Alistair Johnson and Yuki Kobayashi, the two new Celtic signings being introduced in the middle of the pitch with the rain hammering down on them. But they are back in sight now, just waiting for the teams to take to the pitch. We've heard a lot of talk on the phones tonight. People talk about Livingston as a potential banana skin for Celtic as well. History does tell you that. Celtic have actually only won five of the last 13 meetings between the teams, which is a record David Martindale's side can be really happy with. It will give them a bit of belief heading into this game tonight as well. Although, what will give Celtic confidence is 15 wins from 16 in the Premiership. A dominant display at the weekend, which although wasn't a big scoreline, it showed the relentless attitude to keep on pushing until the end. We've seen that a good few times this season as well. I'll run you through the teams for this game tonight. For Celtic, Joe Hart starting in goal. The back four, Anthony Ralston, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Carl Starfelt and Greg Taylor. The midfield three, Callum McGregor, Matt O'Reilly and Rayo Hattati with Leila Bada and Jota either side of Kyogo up front. The substitutes, Segrist, Jens, Jakimakis, Haksabanovic, Moy, Turnbull, Maida, Bernabe and Forrest. As for Livingston, well, it'll be Ivan Konovalov in goal for them tonight. I think it'll be a back four actually of Nicky Devlin, Ayo Obelai, Jack Fitzwater and Jackson Longridge. It'll then be James Penrice and Christian Montano out wide. 
The three central midfielders, Sean Kelly, Stefan Omionga and Stephen Kelly. Bruce Anderson, the lone striker for them tonight. Hamilton, Shinny, Bahambula, Holt, Goncalves, Boys, Kankar, Pittman and Nubli, the substitutes for them tonight. The referee is Ewan Anderson. The VAR is Stephen Kirkland. And there have been a couple of uh, you know, callers on tonight asking why Joel Nubli isn't starting this one for Livingston after David Martindale saying he reckons he's good enough to go out and, and play for the likes of Celtic and Rangers in the future. Well, Joel Nubli has been playing out wide most of the season for Livingston and you look at the wide men picked in midfield for Livingston tonight, James Penrice and Christian Montano. These are two guys who have played a lot of football at fullback. They're well versed in the defensive side of the game. And David Martindale is probably expecting them to do a lot of that tonight. So that will be the challenge for Celtic. They'll need to be dominant. They'll need to keep on knocking on the door like they did at Pataudry on Saturday. And they'll hope they can get an earlier goal to make it a more straightforward evening and ward off any potential upset. We're just about to get underway here at Celtic Park for Celtic against Livingston. Yes, looking forward to it, Hugh. Go on then, your first hopeless prediction of the evening, if you don't mind. What a stat that is. Of the last 13 yeah. meetings between Livingston and Celtic, Celtic have only managed to win five, not even 50% success rate. That, as I say, is one of life's mysteries like, who said Ant and Deck were funny? <laughs> uh, so, but rubbish example. They're national treasures. Uh, they're, both of them. They're really nationally, they're nationally unfunny. Huh? Really good example. <laughs> but uh, do you know I who? Would, do you know the only the only guy that would say that Ant and Deck are hopeless is the guy that doesn't like chocolate. That's just yeah. the, you just like to they're just like funny. to go against the they're grain. Just not funny. <laughs> anyway, I think they're harmless. My unfunny prediction is Celtic mm. two living nil. Jim Duffy. Yeah, I'd probably go for three 0 Celtic. Um, you know, I get I get the um, you know the, the Joe Nubley argument. Um, I, I know Andrew gave it as a three five two or a five three two uh, five sorry five four one. Maybe, 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 maybe four, it might maybe a four one. Yeah, four, yeah Andrew one, said that in that. You know, so, last but yeah, but either way, they're going to get plenty of bodies mm. behind the ball. Do you know what was interesting? Because my goodness, I don't think the Celtic fans would enjoy me or anyone else questioning Ange Postacoglu's take on things, and I'm not necessarily going to just to to dig a bit deeper. When he said about, you know, the thing about Livingston is they they always play the same way, mm-hmm. and and David Martindale always sets his, his team up. If he's talking about the, the sort of way they approach it, like you know, or the the way the, the players go about their business, mm-hmm. I get that, but I also think Livingston. Are almost known now for coming up with an opponent-specific plan. You know, mm-hmm. David Martindale does like that. You know, he likes mm-hmm. to take a Joel Nubley, one of his main men, out the mm-hmm. team if he thinks it's right for mm-hmm. that. You know, yeah. that game, doesn't he? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you know, Andrew mentioned there, you know, uh, Penrith and and and, and um, the Montano, is it? Montano, uh, yeah. Montano as a fullback, so he's pretty much got two left backs in there. So he's he's changed that because he's tried to double up on on that side of the pitch. So yeah, he has tweaked it um, because it's like, it's against Celtic. I understand um, what Ange Postecoglou is saying. They have a structure, they have a a style, if you want to call it, about them. But you know, every now and again, he'll put like say a Scott Pittman just off the front, yeah. and he gives him an added uh, threat from midfield. But when you're up against the better quality teams, and again, we're always look, you know, he's, uh, Ange Postecoglou's fighting everybody into saying um, either Celtic or Rangers. But I think he forgets that for tradition, for the last hundred years, those those are the most difficult games for most people to play, and that's the reason why people brand them together. Uh, uh, but but the fact is that you're, when you're playing Celtic at Celtic Park you have to be tactically switched on. There's no doubt about that. And you will play a completely different game than have you, say, if you played just about any other team at Livy. 
I like that from Andrew because it's so true. The weather never disappoints Hugh yeah. Kobayashi, Alistair. Well, Alistair Johnson's from Canada. I'm sure mm-hmm. he'll be used to some uh, dodgy weather conditions, but to get walked out onto the pitch, paraded in front <laughs> of the new fans, and it is chucking it down. They'll just be keen to actually get out there for real. Oh, yeah. Um, better to be out there in a strip running about than uh, waving to the crowd. Uh, but interesting on the path of Ange Postacoglu get in uh, Kobayashi get in Alistair Johnson you know that they're working away on a daily basis at Lennox Town uh, and they'll be ready to go you look at that bench though Hugh who would you leave out of that bench to put those two boys in plus he said he's wanting to sign Mm -hmm. another one so such a strong Juranovic to Barcelona is that what's going to make way for Juranovic isn't in the squad just now because he's getting a bit of rest but you know listen there's so many uh, players that uh, listen, there's going to be some really disappointed Celtic players not even sitting on that. I bench. don't know if it's some sort of commercial mm-hmm. obligation or a good f- photo op, uh, but they've both gone out in the short sleeves as well with oh. Celtic strips on rather than the, the big jackets. Scott Brown, Scott Brown, that was it. Didn't um, matter what the weather, Scott went out that, in short that, sleeves. That's to prove that they're not fearties, <laughs> but uh, there were plenty of opportunity to get used to this weather. I will repeat this as many times as I need to because I'm. Blown away by the remarkable coincidence I know you listen to the show when you can Jim Did you happen to catch the interesting backstory Of Alistair Johnson's soccer education And what links him to this show? No I get a message right Randomly from a guy in Canada um, Who says Thought you would like this for the show And he was right He says um, um, Alistair Johnson when he was young Was part of a set up over um, In Canada called the Aurora Youth Academy Or something like that And the guy who messaged me was was an expat I assume Mm. he'd been over there And he said at the time that Alistair Johnson Was in this Aurora Academy Gordon DL went over and was one of the coaches (laughs) And he still managed to make it Well done for the boy Alistair Johnson Um, That's a well, listen, it's a, it's a fantastic 10 years link. So he's gone from being Ange Postacoglu's yeah, yeah. teammate for a week or whatever it was in Melbourne in mm-hmm. the 80s mm-hmm. to apparently coaching Alistair Johnson. Of course, he doesn't remember any of it, but. I've never known a dodgier life. <laughs> <laughs> a very interesting one, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Is it, when's his book coming out? That's the thing. <laughs> it will make no. a very interesting read. No. I think 40 years ago you get away with releasing that book, but not. Um, Either that or make it really good for coming in. Not, uh, <laughs> no, not anymore, I don't think uh, A bit of a, a chance for Celtic early on Anthony Ralston, low cross uh, Turned into a bit of a, a sort of pinball in the box And Kyogo on the turn Fires wide So a chance for Celtic early on Let off for Livy Get uh, young Scott back on the line And he'll tell <laughs> us that Giacomacca should have played anyway yeah. yeah, I don't think this was a sitter by any means But um, you, you, you kind of get the feeling Jim, you do need to try and at least hang in there a bit. I'm sure someone, some smarty pants out there will tell me a time when Celtic did take the lead early and drop points late on. Was it, you know, I'm sure it's happened, but, but by and large, you kind of need to try and frustrate them for a bit, don't you? Yeah, I mean, listen, <laughs> the thing about winning football matches is, is you've got that, you know, period of time, 97 minutes, as we saw last night. But from, from Celtic's point of view, as Hugh mentioned, if they can score earlier on, Having not played at Celtic Park, you see, boys, in nearly 40, 40 days or whatever, um, you know, it gets the, the, the fans again, just that energy goes up another notch. And when the energy levels go up and that, that uh, you know, adrenaline filters onto the, the players, Celtic are an unbelievable handful at Celtic Ange Park. And Postacoglu has made a, a, a great deal of, I want to be judged as Ange Postacoglu Celtic. I don't want to be lumped in with any other club. Uh, I want to be. 
scrutinised on an individual, not a generic basis. So tonight is his opportunity because Rangers have reduced the lead by virtue of winning at Pataudry last night. It's down to six points. The stat I still find incredible that over 13 matches against mm-hmm. Livingston Celtic haven't even won half of them. So he's going to be judged individually tonight because if Celtic don't get all three points tonight, on top of the Ranger result last night, it's been a very poor 40 hours then. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Ange Postacoglu would be the first to say that it's not his responsibility, mm-hmm. all of that that run. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything, he's the one that started to turn turn the tide mm-hmm. a bit and, and players change and, and teams change, but it's, it certainly yeah. is, it's, it's, quite, it's still quite an eye-catching no, it's, start. It's, it? it's a fantastic start if you're Livingston, there's no doubt about it, and it shows you what can be done. And listen, if you compare resources, it's absolutely <laughs> astronomical golf. And the, and the resources between uh, Celtic and, and Livingston so so fair play for getting um, you know the amount of points they have done against Celtic but t- tonight is another test and I think uh, you know D- we heard David Martindale saying that you know that he feels he, Celtic have, have, all the players have improved under Ange Postecoglou so if, if you go by that theory and they have improved then they should be good enough to win convincingly tonight I like that about David Martindale I like the fact he's always Really open and expansive When he's talking about Other teams Why shouldn't you be You know you get oh. this stuff I loved it I think it was the start Of last season like When, when he said he was a, a bad start Four or five games And he went oh, There's no, absolutely no way We will get relegated Not a chance yeah, It was yeah. unbelievable It wasn't just bullish You could just tell He was 100% convinced yeah. And people are going out And saying Oh you shouldn't even say that You're setting yourself up For a fall Well he didn't He was proved 100% correct Absolutely And so far it is goalless Nothing really to tell you about Other than that I think it was a half chance More than anything uh, For Kyogo So you would expect Celtic To at least have a go early Try and find that breakthrough It has not come yet And whatever happens We will look back on it At length I am sure Tomorrow Let's round off your teaser tonight 12 players that have scored In an old firm game They have also scored At a World Cup since And including France 98 You've got John Collins And Craig Burley The Scots Henrik Larsson Ronald De Boer Brian Laudrup, some big names here. Uh, Nakamura, Pierre van Hoydonk, and Georgios Samaras, which by my reckoning is four to go. I've only got one, uh, Gordon, which mm-hmm. is uh, Tori Andre Flo. Um, yes, well done. France 98, he scored for Norway. Celtic have a corner, by the way. Jota's cross uh, just blocked. Three to get. Any joy? Paul Gascoigne, that was no, 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 no. Can't think at all. Nah, is it clue any, time, is it? Any T- Tim- Timothy Weir didn't score no, no for him game, did he? No. 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 So it's no, none from, from this many World games, Cup. From this World Cup, clue right? time, is it? Yeah, yep. yeah, you need to give us clues, mate. Uh, headed away by Montano to Tati, slices it way over the bar. Um, a very high-profile example... Because he recently came and managed here I can't be more Giovanni I can't be more blatant than that Van Well Brunkoff. done What a goal it was as well um, Alright What about a former Rangers striker Who came up here at the end of his career And if you look at the career he had It's no surprise that he scored at a World Cup For England uh, Jermaine Defoe Yes <laughs> And the last one Possibly the hardest of the lot The Aussies did well At this World Cup But it was a previous one and he's not necessarily a known goal scorer. Craig Moore. Brilliant. Look at that. Well On fire. Well done. Hugh Keevens. Still goalless then. And whatever happens at Celtic Park, we reflect on it all 
tomorrow night And then we build up to Ross County Rangers and Motherwell Kelly It is non-stop But that's just the way we like it Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are here at 6 tomorrow So make sure you join us And Callum Gallagher is up next <laughs>